Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Uh, I've got a breaking news headline here. Um, So I know Joe Biden is in South Carolina. I guess he brought Hunter Biden with him, and Hunter Biden is heading to Carowinds after hearing that there is crack on the roller coaster. Sorry. That's that's being reported by the Babylon Bee, which is a parody website. It's a parody website. Hello, Terry. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Pete. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I just want to uh, thank Tony for lifting my spirits. Oh. I once thought that I was the most ignorant man in the country. Oh, come on. He's proving me wrong. Terry, come on. Oh, come on, Terry. (laughs) You've you've managed now to insult two of my listeners, yourself and Tony. Come on. Uh, Well, I deserve to be insulted. No, you don't. Come on, man. Look, you would never (laughs) say those things. Actually, you did just say those things to somebody else, so never mind. All right. Terry, I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you, and... uh, now, take it easy on yourself, man. Um, this is Kay Kelly. Pete, Tony is too emotionally invested in his ideas. His vocabulary is limited. He treats the CRT theory as gospel. Enough of this insufferable fool. Be careful, Pete. I do not want this jack nozzle to be your next max. Not a good listen. Michael says, Pete, even though Tony puts the idiot in useful idiot, he does so in an entertaining fashion. Oh, I'm so conflicted now. Is he entertaining or not entertaining? Um, Kid says, Tony wants to remain of the mindset that America was founded by people who wanted to harm others and not focus on the people who brought an end to the harm of people in the much more recent future. Tony gets to play the victim. And wants children taught to be victims, right? That is, but right, that's, that's simply the methodology. It's, that's the means to the end, right? The whole point is to pit classes of people against one another. It's always been the point. Whether in service to really, like, virtually all kinds of, uh, of uh, governing models, right? This was done in the South a lot. This was done in the North a lot. This was done, you're pitting racial groups and economic groups, the, the, uh, sort of the populism of the uh, 1800s against the moneyed class, right? There was, there's always been, there's a, it's, it's a common tactic. Politicians, leaders have done this. Oh, look at us, we're this one kingdom, and there's the, oh, those bad kingdoms over there, we hate them. That's, it's a very natural thing to exploit. And when people are so invested in it, they, they don't realize they're being exploited and used in service to that larger uh well, the or the elite, the leadership's goals. Um, to, 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 uh, Pete, low IQ Josh Stein selectively edited what the lieutenant governor said. I listened to the entire remark, but that does not matter to Democrats. They still believe the CNN edit of Trump's Charlottesville tape and his Russian collusion, which was actually done by the Clinton Crime, Inc. Right. Um, 
do, 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 the minute they start attacking them is when they're nervous about them winning. Okay, so, right, so, uh, Josh Stein thinks you're stupid. Yes, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> he does. Josh Stein, the, our attorney general, thinks that you're stupid. There's no other reason why he would tweet what he tweeted out about Mark Robinson if he didn't think you were stupid. And by the way, anybody going to ask every Democrat up in Raleigh whether or not they defend or disavow what Stein did by, by circulating a 25-second clip that completely distorts in the opposite direction what Mark Robinson said? That he chopped out the beginning, chopped out the end, and then circulated this fake news? Right? Anybody going to play D or D with, with Josh Stein's colleagues up there? Or no? Probably no. Right? Got to protect the precious. Chris wrote in earlier and said, hey, you should have told Tony about the, uh, um, <laughs> you should have told Tony about Roy Cooper's vetoes of those bills. Right? Because Tony was talking about, like, men playing girls sports. That's, like, common sense. They shouldn't be able to do that. Well, Roy Cooper apparently does not share your belief. Roy Cooper believes that men who think they're girls, or boys rather, who think they're girls, and men who think they're women, they, uh, that they should be allowed to compete and take up all that sweet, sweet scholarship money and uh, all the medals, the tuition and trophies. They, they should get them all. They should get them all. And I'm at a loss without these types of laws, and now you're seeing some courts that are blocking them and such. I'm unclear, unsure how this works out, and if the courts are not willing to defend women's only sports, then women have to stop playing those sports. I, I don't know any other way to break the system. Because, like, otherwise, you're just gonna like you're you're gonna get overrun. You're never gonna be able to get the opportunities due to this redefinition of the word, you know, woman or sex. So. Like, it's essentially a boycott. Like, I, other than that, I'm at a loss to figure out how you fight back at this. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, let me get to these other emails here on the um, Moms for Liberty. Uh, why even bother, Joseph says, why even bother playing semantic footsie with the lion press and commie apparatchiks like Jezebel? Just call them groomers and move on. Besides being effective and very real... Going after the left on their goal to sexualize children is the most pointed offensive that the right has waged in years. Indeed. Never apologize. Don't even explain. Just attack, 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 attack. Right. That's why I said earlier. The reason why they're trying to find any which way they can to go after moms for liberty is because they are effective. These are mothers of kids, and they're saying they're coming for your kid. They want to be able to talk to your kid about all of this stuff and never tell you you're talking to your kid about it. They want to groom your kid into thinking a certain way. And yes, I said groom, because that's what it is. Now, to the leftists who are preoccupied with sex, with like everything and everyone, they think, oh, you're calling me a pedophile. I went over this last week. No, grooming has multiple meanings. Cult grooming, for example. Which is what you guys are in. Not sure if you realize it, but you're, you're basically in a cult with this, quote, wokeism. Right? You're basically in a cult where you got to get kids away from the parents, cut off the communication, introduce them to some uh, some mentors, right? some guides along the journey, if you will, 
that will help train them up in the language, that will let them participate in the sacraments. At some point, I hope that the fever breaks, but I don't know. Um, Roy Cooper, my good friend Ray, he vetoed three different bills yesterday. He did this uh, during the program, I believe. Right at the end of the program, he did this. One involves transgender women playing in the women's sports. So a ban on males playing women's sports. That's what that is. Gender transitioning in children, right? No, you don't get to, to perform these experimental surgeries on kids. And finally, parental rights, the, the parental rights bill. These are the three that he vetoed. And he put out a statement with each of them, but he also put out an overall statement. Now, I started working on my Roy Cooper impression. So bear with me. It's, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm just... This is just a test run, not even a test run. I gave it a test run last night during my live stream. But, like, this is, I'm going to try it here. For campaign purposes, Republic. that's terrible. i got to start again. Never mind. For campaign purposes, Republicans are serving up a triple threat of political culture wars. All right, so I'm going to say one thing before I continue here. Leftist mad libs. Okay, leftist mad libs. Here we go. For campaign purposes only, Republicans are serving up a triple threat of political culture wars using government to invade the rights and responsibilities of parents and doctors, hurting vulnerable children, and damaging our state's reputation and economy like they did with the harmful bathroom bill. Instead of scheming for the next election, Republicans should get to work investing in our public schools and teachers lowering the cost of living and creating more stability for middle-class families. Like it, it, all it is, is just a series of these slogans strung together back to back to back to back. His comm shop sucks. I'm sorry. Holy cow. Cause I know he didn't say that. I mean, he'll say it if you put it on a teleprompter in front of him, but like he didn't write that. Come on. That's all it is. It's just this, this woke word salad. Ugh. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners, all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Governor Roy Cooper anchoring himself to the uh, sinking ship of fools with these three vetoes yesterday. These are not popular positions he is adopting. But he has to adopt them because when it comes to Democrat politics, right, you, you cannot anger this portion of your base. You will not clear any primaries if you do not toe the line on these policies. And so I did not I wasn't sure if Roy Cooper had any plans for running for another office after he gets done as governor. I had heard rumors out of Raleigh that his wife didn't want to go to D.C. and whatever. 
I don't know any of that to be true. I know this is going to come as a shock, but the Democrats, they uh, they don't really tell me a whole lot about their inner machinations. Um, I know. Yeah, it's weird. So uh, I'm just, you know, reading the tea leaves, looking in from the outside. But these types of positions that he's taking lead me to believe that he does have some future ambition after uh, he's done in 24. Because otherwise... Why go to the mat on this stuff? I mean, yeah, 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 you could really believe it, but that, that would require me, you know, not have observed Roy Cooper for the last 20 years. Um, so, I don't know. I think he might, I'm, he's, I think he's going to look at something else. Maybe U.S. Senate. He would be the Cal Cunningham they've been searching for, right? HB 574, the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. Bans biological males from participating in competitive sports designated for biological females. This would apply to public schools ranging from middle school to universities, and it determines a student-athlete's gender classification based on their sex at birth rather than their gender identity. However, some exceptions are made for female athletes who would like to compete in sports designated for males, as long as there are, there's no comparable female team and it's not wrestling. No wrestling or wrestling or maybe no wrestling because they're afraid some wrestling might break out. Female Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines. She showed up in North Carolina to uh, promote this bill. Peyton McNabb of Cherokee County also testified about her experience. She's a North Carolina high school volleyball player out of Hiawassee high school out in Western North Carolina. And um, she was playing against a team that had a transgender student on it, and that transgender student spiked the ball, and it drilled her in the face, and it left her critically injured. 30 other states have passed or enacted legislation prohibiting transgender females from competing in women's sports. Biological males are not, are not allowed to compete in female sports. The biology matters. Right? That's the point. The biology matters. But Roy Cooper says it doesn't. And he can dress it up in any way he wants to, but at the bottom line, that's what it says. That there's he doesn't see there he, he doesn't see there is a difference. He doesn't believe it matters. Transgender girls are girls, transgender boys are boys, let them play on whatever team they want even if it means opening the door for nefarious acts, right? Bad actors that take advantage, right? I know, I know that the left lives in this utopian vision where every city is as safe and beautiful as San Francisco and Seattle. However, in the real world, well, actually things are a lot safer, but in the real world, no, people take advantage of loopholes. Just like when we were debating the HB2, the bathroom bill, right? And I would have these arguments with people. Oh, Pebba Corey wants to be the potty police. Like, okay, yeah, cute alliteration aside. I said, you are the potty police. I am too. We all are. Do you understand how a free society operates with, it only operates with a high level of trust. And that requires everybody to kind of self-police. And when you see something, you say something. And so I've told the story before, there's a, He's now uh, no longer in the, uh, uh, the, the state house. His name is Brian Turner. And he was a state representative from Buncombe County out west. And we were having a debate over HB2. 
on the air. And I said, I know you have a daughter. I think she's 12. He said, yeah. I said, if like, let's say you're flying into Charlotte Douglas International Airport, you get off of the, uh, the plane for your layover and you're going to go, you know, hit the restroom and I'm walking in and you're, so you, you're like, oh, okay, I'll wait for you out here to your daughter. And so you wait out side of the restroom and she goes walking in and you see me just exactly as I am right here before you, you see me follow her into the bathroom. What do you do? As a father, what do you do? And it took him a while to finally get around to give it like, I mean, he said some stuff, but he wasn't answering the question. So I had to keep dragging him back and dragging him back, dragging him back. And finally he says, oh, I would call the security. I said, Brian, come on. You would not call security. By the time security got there, whatever bad act might have happened will have already have happened. You would go and protect your daughter. Or maybe you have some self-awareness at some level that you don't think you would protect your daughter, that you'd be terrified to do so, and maybe you would do that. But I think you would go in. I think you'd follow your daughter in. I think it would be more important for you to follow me following your daughter into that restroom. Then there's the Parental Bill of Rights, vetoed by Governor Cooper as well, including the right to direct the education of your kid, as well as to access health care records. State Senator Amy Gailey, let me see here if I, uh, she was running this bill, and um, she had said, I saw her, uh, let me see if I can find it here. She said something today that I thought was actually uh, a really good argument Mm-hmm. Here it is. Why trust parents when a child has failing grades, drug use, pregnancy, or other mental health problems, but not a pronoun change? Why is that the only time public schools conspire to keep information from parents? Right? That's a very good argument. If, if your kid... See, that's why these hypotheticals, and like, I know people are like, I don't want to deal in hypotheticals. Yeah, but hypotheticals test your theory. You're making an assertion. You have a theory, right? Your theory is that transgender boys are boys. Transgender girls are girls. And no bad actor will ever take advantage of these liberties, these privileges that you are extending to a designated class of people. That's a theory. I would posit the alternative in all three cases, but so be it. But when it comes to the parental bill of rights and the, the, the Democrats and governor Cooper say, no, 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 you shouldn't be able to uh, tell the parents if the kid wants a pronoun change in school and change in their name that they shouldn't tell the parents because the parents might not be happy about it. Yeah. Guess what? Parents might not be happy about the failing grades or drug use or pregnancy or mental health problems, but guess what? The school's still going to tell the parents because they're the parents. Pete, I don't think that Roy Cooper and Josh Stein realize how much the politics on schools, trans, and LGBTQ plus IA, 2SL, I forget all the others, issues, uh, but how, how much these uh, the politics on these issues have shifted from before COVID. Um, he goes on to say, Caller Tony was a perfect example of the left muddying the waters with language. He will argue with you that they aren't doing what they say they are because of the language. Right. It follows. Um, 
it follows a pattern. It is, um, first they say you're crazy that what, what you're saying is occurring isn't actually occurring. Right? They deny the thing that is happening is happening. That's, that's the first thing. Then the next step after you prove that it is happening, they say, okay, well, it's happening, but it's not a lot. It's just a teensy-weensy little bit. And then when you show them that it's actually happening all over the place, it's not just a teensy-weensy bit, then they say, uh, okay, it's happening, but it's good that it's happening. Right? The, the voter ID and vote fraud, election integrity issues follow the same follow the same pattern. They'd say, oh, there was no vote fraud, and then you show them some vote fraud. They'd say, oh, it's not a lot of vote fraud, though. And then you show them, oh, actually, there is a bit of vote fraud, and it could have actually affected a couple of, like, really important races, and here they are. And then it's like, okay, all right, fine, it's happening, but here's why it's good that it's happening, because otherwise you'll disenfranchise people. Same same pattern. Same thing that they did with CRT, that they're doing now with um, with gender studies as well. Travis says, Tony is so uninformed. The Democratic Party and the news have Tony sounding ridiculous trying to debate. Right. Well, this is look, I have said for years, one of the first one of the first axioms. It's a Pete axiom. Oh, a Callan axiom. It's a Callan axiom that unchallenged ideas are easy to hold. It was the first thing, the first sort of slogan, if you will, that I kind of arrived at during some discussion one night. In this very studio back in, like, I don't know, 2009. And once I said it out loud and said it in that way, and I started, I saw it everywhere. Across all the political spectrum. People who live in these bubbles and they never get any kind of outside thought, any any pushback, any challenge, any debate or, or discussion, they're completely unprepared for debate and it's why sometimes i do feel kind of bad for folks on the left who don't ever have to engage in these kinds of debates because they hear their worldview echoed back to them all the time like all the time they hear it echoed back in movies and television and music they're just constantly told like there are these Fascists out there and that the vast majority, like 95% of all Americans agree with us on this stuff. And the ones that don't, they're just ignorant. They're hicks, they're rubes or something. And if we just, you know, find the right messaging, then they'll come around. And they get, they get intellectually lazy in making their arguments. Now, look, to be fair, I would not want to argue from the leftist position because it's many times stupid. It's uh, not a good philosophy. It, it's self-contradictory. And so I, it's, it's not coherent. It's kind of racist. So like I'm, you know, I, I'm glad I don't have to argue that position <laughs> because I think it would be very difficult. Um, Russ says, Tony got so close. Thankfully, he dropped that bromide about medicine and got out of there before having to entertain a new thought. I don't how to get in touch with Tony, but if you talk to him soon, I'll buy his ticket for the next news and brews. Right. See, and this is one of the other things that I learned a long time ago, which is there are a lot of people that want to pull the uh, the rip cord on the debate. They want to they want to uh, jump down the escape hatch, you know, 
And if they can, politicians do this too. On the when you're doing an interview, uh, you know, on radio or TV, they know they got a, a fixed time. And so if they could just tap dance long enough to get somewhere else, then they'll be done, and they don't have to. You know, they don't have to endure the beating, <laughs> the rhetorical beating. Um, and I find that to be the case where people will try to jump off to go somewhere else, but I always try to keep dragging them back, keep dragging them back to the point. And keep them focused. Like, premise, let's discuss this premise that you have that you have asserted. And we're going to stay focused on the premise before we go off on any other tangents. Because as soon as, and I can tell when it happens, you can too probably, when you start poking the, the premise, you start making some cuts in it, and all of a sudden, ooh, soft underbelly, I'm out of here. You know, they, they want you to run over to some other thing. Whoa, what about this other thing over there? I'm sure you want to talk about that other thing because I'm like getting ready to gut you right now. Well, let's come back over here. All right, so the, um, the other veto that uh, my good friend Ray Cooper, the governor of North Carolina, the other veto he, he issued was on House Bill 808, gender transition minors. Saying And the bill said that you cannot perform these life-altering medical procedures on, uh, on kids until after they turn 21, right? That's the deal. You can't be carving up the kids, uh, giving them all of the drugs, the hormones and such, and the puberty blockers, uh, which are permanent, by the way. Your body doesn't recover from blocking the, the, the natural onset of puberty. Um, and so they banned it. And by the way, this is in line with um, with what's happening over in some of the nations that were at the vanguard of the trans movement, the trans guard, if you will. Um, uh, they have been ruling, they've been uh, shutting their uh, stuff down. The United Kingdom's National Health Service, uh, they banned puberty blockers outside of the use of clinical trials only because it's experimental. Also, they are increasingly regulating gender transition treatments. The uh, quote we have previously made clear the intention that the NHS will only commission puberty-suppressing hormones as part of clinical research. A significant proportion of children and young people who are concerned about or distressed by issues of gender incongruence experience coexisting mental health, neurodevelopmental, and or personal, family, or social complexities in their lives. In other words, they have other things going on. And that's, they, and they predate the gender dysphoria. But when you have this entire medical system that's geared to putting them on the track to have the blockers and the hormones and then the surgeries, right? The medical system is making money at that. And there's this entire, you know, political landmine field where if you're like, eh, you know what? I think our hospital is not going to conduct that kind of, uh, uh, those kinds of experiments on kids. And then, of course, you're going to go, they hate LGBT. And then you're going to get all the people with the pronouns, like marching on your hospital. And you got a lot of people in the management of the hospital. They've been making all of these, you know, struggle session pledges to the, uh, you know, with their, you know, pronouns in their emails. I get their emails. I get the emails from the local hospitals, the PR people, and they all got their freaking pronouns in their emails. Like, so I'm aware of which way the hospital corporate culture has gone, Right. I'm just saying there's a lot of incentive to continuing the, pro, uh, the, the current process. But the NHS, they say that the relationship between the presentations of these other mental disorders and gender incongruence 
may not be readily apparent and will often require careful exploration. They say the increased prevalence of mental health needs and neurodevelopment disorders among youth that have been identified as comorbidities of gender dysphoria. The new protocols now require expertise for the direct assessment of autism, ADHD, and other forms of neurodiversity to be included in a minor's treatment plan when addressing gender dysphoria. Yeah, because you know what they found, especially among girls, younger girls that uh, it's younger girls that are on the autism spectrum that have higher rates of gender dysphoria. Is that coincidental, or is something else going on there? Is something? Is there a misdiagnosis occurring? Britain's National Health Service made a landmark decision officially recommending limiting access to puberty-suppressing drugs. The increase in cases came primarily, this is an increase in the referrals for transgender interventions. It rose 20-fold over a decade. Well, that's just because people are more accepting of it. It's not a social contagion, of course not. Given the explosion of adolescent patients seeking transgender intervention and the change in the characteristics of the new cases, the NHS admits, quote, a lack of clinical consensus. <gasps> really? A lack of consensus? Gosh, that almost, <laughs> that smells like science. Fauci. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old grouches, military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouches is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouches. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Um, all right, let me get some, uh, let me talk to Thomas over here. I got emails too to get to. Hello, Thomas. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Enjoy your show. I'm in uh, Greenville, North Carolina. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. And enjoy very much. And, just uh, what you you said is right on the money, and I, I appreciate it so much. The uh, it's, it's you know in our our society where we we have you know we're a sound bite kind of kind of society now, and maybe there's a lack of uh, uh, skills on part of some of this younger generation that only knows how to text and whatever. But uh, when the abortion bill, for example, I hear it I hear it couched in words such as restricting abortion rights. Well, appropriate, uh, equally appropriate would be to say an expansion of embryonic rights, but you never hear it phrased that way. Right. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it, absolutely. The framing of the topics, uh, if you control the language, you control the debate, right? That's, that, that's why the media does that. And so I, I, it's purely coincidental, I'm sure, that uh, they always adopt whatever the left-wing frame is for a particular debate. But uh, thank you for your sh- for show for your show and uh, sure uh, we're we're in, in case people didn't realize that some people I think it's uh, we're involved in a quintessential uh, battle of good versus evil in our uh, society right now and, and with harming the the children and uh, we need to we need to be uh, active and not passive. It is never ending this battle, Thomas. I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, let me go over here and get to an email. This is Mark. Subject line, cognitive dissonance. 
Look at two scenarios. One, an 18-year-old man is in the back seat of a Buick with a 15-year-old and gets caught in the throes of passion. He will be arrested and have to register as a sex offender. In other words, a criminal act with severe repercussions. Scenario two, an 18-year-old man, still in high school, wants to play on the girls' volleyball team with 14- and 15-year-olds on the team. He's allowed to shower with the girls, and that's supposed to be fine and dandy. It's this kind of cognitive dissonance that makes heads, even Tony's, explode. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was, this was the problem with the HB2 arguments against HB2. This idea that, oh, you know, we can't police this stuff, and, you know, who, why do you care what bathroom they use? Well, I mean, I care if my wife is in that restroom and a rapist goes in there under the premise that I can't question who's going in there. Like, I, yeah, because at least I would have a visual cue that, oh, look, that, that, that's a guy going into the ladies' room. Or what if, and, and, you know, people, maybe you don't get off on these kinds of things and don't have these fetishes, but I can assure you there are people that have these fetishes because I read about them in the news. They get busted. Doing what? Oh, the thing that, like, they got covered to go do. Right, you gave them safe spaces to go live out their fantasies and, and indulge in their fetishes. So of course they're going to go and do it again. I point out, like, oh, I can't believe the pedophile volunteered with the local baseball team. You know, youth softball. I can, I can. You know how many people work in schools get busted for pedophilic activities? A lot. Why? Because that's where the victims are. All right, let me go over here to Bob. He says in a previous email. I placed Tony in the zone, but his zone is that of ignoramusery rather than dumbassery. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Uh, I think it's all one zone. I, I, I think it's just, uh, it's all the one zone. Um, this is from DK who says critical race theory is a theory, a contemporary, highly debated theory. My question to Tony is, if he was taught real history in school that he says Republicans are now trying to remove, then why wasn't Tony exposed to and taught history through the CRT prism? Right? There, there are different ways to, t- this is the thing, it relies on the individual teacher. Because if you've got a CRT activist, right, if you have one of these woke social justice activists uh, as a teacher, there isn't really anything you can do except fire them. Because they are on a mission. That's the whole point of being an activist. They post videos of themselves on TikTok. Or is it threads or reels or what's it now? I don't know. So they post videos of themselves online talking about how they work around the rules. There was a teacher at one conference that was actually cited in one of the debates in the legislature while debating this law. They had, they had a teacher on record saying, it doesn't matter what the law is going to be. I'm going to do what I want. Right, they're going to be able to find ways to get this stuff in. That's why they hate, that's why they hate vouchers. Uh, let's see. T. Cook says, love your show. I listen every day. Thank you, sir. I think Tony likes to be argumentative. At least it seems like that way. Uh, I started praying for him when he called into Brett W.'s show one time, Winterville show, and said he thought Biden was doing a good job. Uh, well, yes, the prayers are needed for that. Um Maybe somebody should suggest he read some Thomas Sowell, Walter Williams, Shelby Steele, Larry Elder, there or Glenn Lowry, John McWhorter. They're not white, so maybe he'll consider their words without making assumptions about their privilege. 
It's sad Tony doesn't realize how rude and prejudiced he comes off by assuming all white people are rich and have master's degrees and all that. Um, I don't want to cancel him, and I hope he keeps listening, and maybe eventually he'll decide he's ready to get off the Democrat plantation and appreciate how privileged he is to live in this country. Uh, have a great day. Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. Um, and then here's Steve. He says, while I agree, I agree with your position to the phrase votainer. Oh, he wants to replace vote getter, but he says, I am missing the mark in my campaign for promoting the word votainer. I, pro- I propose the following. Number one, copyright votainer. Number two, license the copyright to Newell Rubbermaid who could use it to market a new container product to election officials and ballot harvesters called Votainer, uh, and then promote Votipient instead. Just my two cents. Love the show. Thank you, Steve. Uh, I would have given you the rim shot there. I would have played it for you, but uh, I have uh, disconnected my laptop with the soundbite. So, I mean, it, it's the best I can do here. Maybe you'll hear it. I mean, it's very low. It was, it was very low. Admittedly, yes, very low. I'm sorry. Um, and then on the, uh, oh, the White House cocaine uh, sleuthery. I find it amusing that right off the bat, the White House issues the statement that it is highly unlikely that the coke perpetrator will ever be discovered. How do they know until it investigates? The White House statement allows for lazy or no investigation. How about investigate and then report the results? How about that? Oh, come on. We're Americans, DK. We don't wait for things like investigations before we conclude who's to blame. Come on, man. All right, Brett Winterbull's up next. Stick around. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.